Hey everybody, welcome to ECH Post Game Live presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall. This is going to be a fun one. Um, as you may be able to tell, I am not in the normal studio location uh, at my apartment running this. I am in Las Vegas, Nevada, getting ready for the Krakens game tomorrow, the second half of the back-to-back. -back. Dylan and I have this road trip covered. It's going to be a great time. And uh, later on, we are going to get some live reaction from Dylan from Mullet Arena. I cannot wait to hear from him uh, to hear how that game was and, and how that interesting arena was too. Uh, but bottom line, Kraken win 4-1 to one over the Arizona Coyotes, completing the season sweep over Arizona in a very short period of time. Still a really weird wrinkle in the schedule that they played the Coyotes this often, but all three games kind of had a similar feel to them. Um, the Kraken, maybe not their hottest start coming out, maybe playing down to their opponent a little bit, uh, but turning it on late, and there was no question who the better team was in this one. So let's hop right into chat. I know chat is going to be bumping tonight. Um, so we'll start from Coop. Yeehaw, baby. That's a good one. 100-point club. That's right. The Kraken hitting the 100-point mark on the season. I mean, who could have imagined that last season at the end of last year, thinking that this team uh, just one short season later would get to the hundred point mark. Such a great milestone for this team. That is great. All right. So we have our first super chat of the night from Gregory uh, lemon line Gatorade time. Baby pastor canner with 40 goals cracking with a hundred points. I'm in Vegas for the game tomorrow. And you know what? So am I. So I, I will see you there, Gregory. Glad you're able to make that game. Thank you so much for the super chat. Lots of great stuff to talk about. I can't wait for the game tomorrow. I'm I'm so pumped for that. It feels weird that it's going to be uh, less than 24 hours from now, but uh, I get to go cover a crack and road game as well. All right, we got another super chat in here from Light. Uh, the fact that the Kraken chat chance for the loudest in the arena, known for backing the Yotes this season, is like a fourth loss for them. Absolutely. And watching that on TV, I can't wait to hear from Dylan, but watching that on TV, you could hear clearly at the end, a very loud, let's go Kraken uh, from the crowd there. And Dylan did mention to me, it was, I think in his estimation, more than 50% Kraken fans. So the Kraken really making Mullet Arena their own barn tonight. I love to see it. This fan base is amazing. They travel well. As, as you've heard so many times, Kraken Nation is absolutely everywhere. And, uh, oh, man, I just love so many of them going to Arizona. And I can't wait to hear from Dylan all about that as well because I'm sure he'll have lots of stories, too, about all the Kraken fans that were there, what the atmosphere was like. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. We're going to get Dylan uh, a little bit later. All right, uh, let's see. We got uh, Schultz with a Larson and Schultz for shootouts. Yes, I am in favor of it. Just do all the right-handed defensemen. Throw in my boy Will Borg in there because I know he is secretly good at shootouts, uh, even though he hasn't gotten a breakaway opportunity. Yes, just right-hand D lineup all the way down. Larson one, Schultz two, Borg and three. That is how I would do it. Uh, I don't think Hackstall would agree, but uh, maybe he'll come around to it. Uh, we got Declan St. Canner finally did it. Yes, he did. Uh, 40 goals for Jared McCann. I mean, what a milestone for him. Uh, we know what he can do, scoring, scoring goals, shooting the puck. We saw it last season, but he really has elevated it to another level this year. And, and 40 goals on so few shots, too, is such an incredible milestone. Um, it shows just the shooting talent. And very fitting that that 40th goal came exactly from his spot, right on top of the left circle there. He scored so many times from that area. I mean, that's it's just his. It's so rare to see a left-handed shooter uh, score so often from that spot. But Jared McCann is a special player. All right, we got a super chat here from Seth. Gotta wonder how it feels to have an away crowd at your own ice. Can't feel good. Can't feel good. And you know what? Coyotes players, they got frustrated at the end of that one. They started playing some loser hockey again um and you know maybe that had something to do with it when you don't even have a, a full home crowd to get behind you i understand the frustration there um you know not saying they did the right thing but man uh, just not a whole lot going for them uh right now but uh, hey it's the kraken's benefit they get a big two points uh from that uh tie 40 and 100 in 100 what a night absolutely um al that's cracking hockey baby it sure is uh derek schultz first star 
I, I believe it. I mean, that was a huge goal from Schultz. It kind of got the momentum, uh, you know, going that whole way. And I'm curious to see. So I, I've I've asked Dylan uh, if if nobody else asks about it after the game to to ask Schultz if he was maybe inspired by Adam Larson on that breakaway because he had a breakaway from past the blue line in almost the red line coming out of the box there. You have time to think about what move you want to do on the breakaway when you're in that situation. And I do wonder if his mind and kind of drifted over to Lars a little bit, seeing how that worked out and, and maybe he was inspired and, and the move worked out. Um, Donnie with a hell yeah. Uh, Cameron, what's up with the Coyotes always beefing? I mean, I talked about it a little bit earlier. It's been a rough season for them. And this is something that Daniel Sprong even alluded to after the, the second home game where um, uh, I think it was Mackie, one of the Coyotes players took a run at him and he's like, look, I, I get it. They, you know, they've had a rough season. They've just lost eight in a row. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be words I can't use on the stream too. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that's not kind of the, the way to take it out really. Um, Brian, a hundred points in a hundred degrees. Love it. Yeah. It was a hot day in Arizona. It was a hot day here in Vegas. Um, <laughs> definitely in the desert heat here, but uh, maybe it's given the crack and some extra powers here. Um, all right, we got a super chat here. Let me scroll down to it from JMG. Thank you, JMG. Almost excited uh, to get a penalty so we can get the breakaway goal out of the box. I know it's crazy that that came together two games in a row. Um, and, and especially like from, from Schultz. I mean, we can talk about that penalty a little bit. I don't think there was any ill intent. I saw some Coyotes sources say that was a really dirty hit. It's it's a little bit of a shove in a very dangerous area. So I, I don't like it for that reason. But, you know, Schultz was the victim of a, a very bad boarding call earlier this season. I don't think he's out there looking to do that to anybody else. Um, just, you know, kind of covering, you know, that that side of it. But, yeah, when you get a breakaway out of the box, I mean, it just works out perfectly. Um and, and good awareness, too. I forget who it was that gave him the pass. But again, to know the guys coming out of the box, you know, it, it, it takes being aware there. Um, oh, man, I'm uh, I, I'm scrolling back through chat here and I'm going to skip a little bit lower. Uh, this one from Shoeshine uh, was a rough day for me. My cat died in my arms as we were rushing to the vet. Meant the world to me to come home and watch the Kraken hit all the milestones I've been hoping for today. Let's go, Kraken. I I am so sorry for you, Shoeshine. I, um, you know, I, I, I know that pain. My, uh, my cat a few years ago died right in front of me as he was trying to make his way back, back to my room. So, um, I know how tough that is and I'm, I'm glad the Kraken were able to give you a little bit of joy there today. Um, you know, it's, it can help, but I'm, again, I'm sorry for the, for the rough day. I know how it feels. Um, all right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, that's that we don't need that on the stream, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm, I'm, Focused again um, to a super chat from light here. Sorry, everyone. Um, also, we had a series goal differential of plus 12, which is absurd. It, it absolutely is plus 12 um, in, in these, just these three games recently. I, there's no question who the better team is. The Kraken just way, way out playing the Coyotes. Um, it, it wasn't even close. And, and that's what you're supposed to do to bad teams, though. This is what the Kraken have been good at all season, though, is taking care of business against really bad teams. Um, and they, they were able to do that in this one, absolutely, and, and not get dragged into the mud too much. Um, so that's uh, that's good. Um, and, and this is great from the community, everyone here, you know, condolences to shoe shine. Thanks everyone for, you know, for putting stuff in chat and, um, you know, that that's great. This community rallies around everyone. Um, shoe shine, sorry to bring the mood down, snap out of it. We're streaking baby. No, absolutely not. Thank you. You know, I'm, I'm glad, you know, you mentioned it. The community can come and rally around you and, and help you out and don't worry about it. That was just me getting too emotional. I I'm, you know, that's not what I meant by I don't need that in stream. Just for me, I got to keep it together. Um, but, uh, yes, we're streaking. Woo. Let's go. Um, all right. Let me scroll back up into chat here. Um, all right. Coop Maddie back to hitting the Maddie B spot above the blocker below the glove. Lol. I know he's so good at hitting that spot. It is pretty predictable. I do wonder in the playoffs, if goalies will really start to study the film and, and key in on that. But again, when you can get it in that exact spot, 
it's it's so hard to stop, even if you know it's coming. Because what are you going to do? You can't raise the pad any higher off the ice. You can move your glove down a little bit further than you otherwise would, but then you're leaving up high really exposed. And if he shoots that puck high at all, it's past you. It's tough when you can place it in that right spot. And Matty has a lot of practice doing that. Uh, Krakenhawk, this series was chippy. I like the idea of a Salt Lake City, Arizona, Seattle rivalry in the coming years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is the stuff that, that can build a bit of a rivalry for next season. Um, and yeah, <laughs> we'll see where Arizona ends up. As long as Gary Bettman's commissioner, they're, they're going to be in Arizona. So we could have the Seattle-Arizona rivalry uh, coming up in future seasons. And hey, it'll only get more competitive with Coyotes. They have a really good prospect pool. Like their, their future, at least on the ice, seems bright. Uh, super chat here from Jules. Thank you, Jules. Calgary is out. I feel bad for my boyfriend, but it seems better for the Kraken with Calgary being out. Yeah, I mean, um, the Kraken didn't have to worry about Calgary catching them, thankfully. It's interesting. It comes down to basically who do you want to play? Uh, probably Vegas, that top seed in the West, and, and who would give them the toughest matchup. Um, so, yeah, Calgary, it's down now to Nashville or Winnipeg, and it's kind of who do you want uh, Vegas to end up playing, or likely Vegas. I guess if the Kraken win out, Colorado can pass Vegas. Um, but, yeah, so it, it looks like Calgary is not going to be in the cards there. I did watch the end of that shootout, actually. I was an intense shootout went uh, I think four or five rounds. So, but you see Saros, he's a, he's a darn good goalie. Hard to beat him. Um, all right. So thank you for the super chat there, Jules. Uh, scrolling back up into chat. Man, I don't know how Dylan does this all so fast. He's really good at getting back to the chat. All right. Uh, Donnie, so cool to see Schultz with the goal from out of the penalty box. Oh, for sure. I, that, that one had me really excited. Um, and Schultz, uh, to hell with matchups. Let's get two wins and win the season series with VGK. I mean, yeah, the Kraken absolutely should keep their foot on the gas, try and keep playing well. And you know what? I haven't checked the Kings score, but if the Kraken win out and they win those two games against Vegas, I think it's very likely that they play Vegas in the playoffs. I was running through the numbers in my head earlier today. I'm looking at the standings here. I got this pulled up. So yeah, I mean, if the, if the Kraken win their final two, in regulation anyway, they're going to be ahead of LA and in that third spot. And that would mean, of course, Vegas, you know, if it's in regulation, wouldn't get any points out of that. That would mean Edmonton just needs one win out of their final two, which the way they're playing, I think they're going to get. So the Kraken are in a position where if you win these next two against Vegas in regulation, if you have a couple convincing wins, that can be your playoff opponent and you'll have just beat them twice. So that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they prove they can do it. Um, See our bud, yeah, and 20 for Bjorky. I know, great milestone for Oliver Bjorkstrand. On his birthday, that's pretty cool. Uh, and recently after the birth of his son, too. I, I liked the call from Edzo to, uh, you know, grab that puck for Otto. Um, I tweeted about it uh, as it happened, but um, Nick Olchek shared on his Instagram story today, an LA Times story, um, that Edzo, I guess, was at the hospital for, for when Nick was born and then had to rush over to a to play for the LA Kings. I think it was his Kings debut at the forum. And in that game, he scored the only goal of the game, a one-nothing game winner. And um, I think it was Stefan Fisse, the Kings goalie, uh, ended up giving the shutout puck to Edzo uh, for having scored the goal. And he said, here, give this to Nick, um, which is pretty cool. So um, I'm sure Edzo had that on his mind with, you know, grab that puck for Otto uh, and, and give it to his, his newborn son. Um, Lindsay wore my McCann Jersey. Cause I knew it was his night. Woohoo. Absolutely. I, I think after that last game, everybody had the feeling that like he's getting his 40th against Arizona. Like the coyotes can't stop it. He, he's, he's just going to get it, uh, from Derek here, big plays by the boys and all around presence, uh, way to shut out the Yotes in the series. Yeah, that that's huge. And whenever you win a season series too, it just show your domination over a team. That's gotta feel good. Uh, Duthin super chat here. Uh, was there a single pundit anywhere that projected the Kraken to have a hundred point season? Not this season, maybe last season. Actually, I think there were some models that were very optimistic about the Kraken's roster, but I'm not aware of any pundit or any model anywhere that had the Kraken getting to a hundred points. Uh, and, and maybe you can throw it in. Someone can throw it in chat if they know of one, but I don't think anybody did. I mean, this this team has exceeded, I think you could say, literally all expectations this season. And that's really impressive that they've done that. And so fun for us that we get to follow along and see where that leads them into the playoffs. Uh, let's see. 
going down in chat here. Uh, uh, Krakenhawk, imagine playing in a place that doesn't care about your team and the college arena you play in always has more of the visitors fan base than your own. If you play under that each night, why even try? It can be frustrating. Again, we've talked about the frustrating <laughs> frustration boiling over. Um, yeah, it, it can add up night after night. Um, and especially, too, with Joey Decord coming in late. I mean, I, no one's mentioned that in chat yet, but Joey Decord coming in uh, for the final minute or so of that game. And, you know, a, a big favorite for both the Kraken fans uh, and the Arizona fans who were there. Um, Joey Decord, like that, that was so great to kind of give him that moment. And I know there's been recent controversy with bringing in a goalie with a minute to go uh, with the Leafs doing that sort of thing. But you know what? If you didn't want, if you feel like that's disrespectful, if you didn't want the opposing team to do that, don't don't make a runs at him. Don't go take high hits with only a minute to go. I mean, it's it's a two way street. I don't know if Axel would have done that anyway, but certainly after how the Coyotes were playing late, I, I've got no issues with throwing Decord out there. I mean, it's not disrespectful at all. All right, here we go. Couple super chats here. First one from Light. One more super chat because I love y'all. Can we talk about how the MBE line has gone off lately? 20 points in the last five games. They absolutely have. They have been on fire. You're seeing the chemistry come together, the, the finishing with McCann, um, the forechecking. I mean, all three of them, whoever's first in on the puck, just creates so much chaos on the forecheck. And that's what I love about that line is whoever that F1 is going in on the forecheck is just a wrecking ball. And it doesn't matter if it's, you know, 20 year old rookie Matty Beneers, who's maybe not the most kind of filled out in his frame guy. Everyone's there just as hard as they can on the puck just to create some chaos. And they've got the skill to when that puck does free up to take advantage of it and score. It's such a great line and it's coming together at the perfect time. I, I love to see the chemistry forming there. I can't wait till they're back at home where I guess, I mean, they'll be here tomorrow where I can, I can maybe try and float nicknames for that line. Uh, Cause we need to come up with a good nickname for it. Uh, all right. Second super chat here from Sergeant pickles. Couldn't watch, but what a win. All right. We got studs and duds here. So studs, Mr. Schultz, absolutely, Mr. 40, and Mr. Calder. Love it. Great nicknames for everybody. Duds, the entire Coyotes franchise. Yeah, I think we, we've covered that one pretty well here uh, on this post-game live. Uh, Coyotes franchise, definitely uh, in the duds pile tonight. Um, all right, scrolling back to the chat. Thank you so much for the super chats, uh, Light and Sergeant Pickles there, by the way. Um, all right, let's scroll back up and grab some water. Got to hydrate when you're in the desert. I have remembered that the last couple days. Uh, you will, your, your skin will dry out for sure. Um, all right. Uh, Rebecca, Las Vegas Hotel, full, full circle on the post-game live experience. That is true. The first ever post-game live was at a Las Vegas hotel, uh, one with worse Wi-Fi than this one, uh, judging by the fact that nobody in chat has uh, talked about the stream just crashing. Um, yes, I, I made sure to test the Wi-Fi ahead this time. We've learned our lesson from that. But it, it is a nice full circle moment. I think uh, tomorrow will feel that way, too, going back to uh, T-Mobile to Arena for the first time since that game. Sean, ooh, risque, RJ. Yes, the Vegas hotel, very risque, you know. But, but hey, what happens here stays here. Um, all right. Uh, Michael, Grew looks so much more relaxed since they clinched playing with house money. I agree with that. Philip Grubauer has looked much more relaxed and, and also being able to build up his confidence against, let's be honest, some kind of bad teams. I think that's been huge. And I do think that was a big reason for starting him tonight uh, instead of Joey Decord. It would have been a great, uh, great uh, story to start Joey Decord. I know a lot of us, including myself, wanted that to happen. But you know what? When you can let Philip Grubauer just build up confidence in these games where when you play well in front of him, he's only allowing one goal. This is this is what we talked about all of last season and, and a lot of this season too. When you play well in front of a goalie, when you limit the high quality chances, generally the goalie will kind of get you back and play well and his numbers will look good. And the Kraken don't play a lot of games like this in front of their goalies, but when they do, Grubauer has consistently uh, stepped up, excuse me, stepped up and done his part. 
Uh, Casey here. Awesome game. Group was really good. And number 40 from Canner and 100 points. Let's go. Yes, so much to celebrate tonight. If <laughs> IRN, yeah, give me all the narratives. Exactly. Um, Sarah with a let's go crack and always a good time for that. Um, uh, crack and Hawk indulge in some quality buffet tomorrow down there before the game, RJ. So um, I had a a breakfast buffet this morning, like a brunch buffet this morning. It was very good. And then we're going to do a dinner buffet, I think, um, in a couple days. So after the game, but we'll definitely indulge in that, hopefully to celebrate another Kraken win. Um, uh, Declan, with a good question here. They said the Kraken can get third place. What are the chances of that actually happening? Fairly high, actually. Um, I'm going to check the Kings score again. But regardless of what the Kings do, and let me uh, double check on this, but I believe regardless of what the Kings do, if the Kraken win out in regulation, they will take that third spot. So it's in their own hands. The Kraken control their destiny for that spot. Um, you know, it's going to be tough to beat Vegas twice in regulation, of course. Um, but the Kraken, I mean, hey, they, they've won five in a row. They can do it. And they just need to take care of their own games to do it. Like that's what's going to decide it. Um, and actually, the, I believe the Kraken will have the tiebreaker over the Kings no matter what. So if those two teams are to actually, I think, yeah, if the Kraken just win their final two games, doesn't even have to be in regulation, then uh, they take that spot. So two wins, they've got it. Um, <laughs> Kyle, was it me or did that game sound like a sleepy CPA home crowd? A little bit just because there's, you know, only a max of 500 or so, I mean, 5,000 or so, um, you know, it would have to be quieter than a CPA crowd, but you could definitely uh, tell what side they were on. Um, uh, Edward thoughts on mullet arena. My garden shed is bigger than this. My garden shed is bigger than this. It's got a door and a window. My garden shed is bigger than this. I know. I can't wait to hear from Dylan what he thought about it. Um, I know they, I don't know if it's technically a garden shed. They've got a shed out in front of his house. So we'll see if it was bigger than that. Um, Hibak, I need the Kings to be useful and win their games because I want no place against the Oilers. I do have to agree with you on that. Although if the Kraken get their wins, especially if they're in regulation, take care of business, it could be Vegas instead of the Oilers. So maybe that'll be a little bit different. Um, Daniel seems like every time we have a win loss goal for this team over a homestand or road trip or the last 25 games, they met or surpassed it. That's a good point. Cause we have set kind of win loss goals or like, okay, what would we be happy with on this homestand or what would we be happy with on this road trip? And the Kraken meter surpassed that just about every single time. Um, that's a good point. We're, we're rarely disappointed with a homestand or road trip. I think that just speaks to how good the team is this year. Yeah, Jessica pointed out, Joey got his minute of love. He did, and I'm, I'm so glad he did. It was great. Hey, and you know what? We've got Dylan from Mullet Arena. He's picked out a really good spot. All right, we're going to go with the loading Dylan screen here. Get him ready. Uh, it's been a while since we've used this. Let's go. All right. It was a short loading Dylan screen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Are you ready there, Dylan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all good. I'm all good. All right. So uh, let's start off with, okay, we can hold on for the game for a second, but how we see Mullet Arena behind you. What a spot to choose. That's better than any post-game spot I've chosen. Okay. How'd you get situated there? And what was Mullet Arena like? Tell us everything, Dylan. Yeah, so I'm just using, they have a bunch of standing room only, like a bar back behind all the, all the sections. And so I'm using that to hold up the laptop. That way I get the, the arena back behind me. Some people out there on the ice right now uh, messing around. See a, see a nice D5 uh, Mighty Ducks jersey out there. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Love that. So uh, let, let's talk about in-game atmosphere. Yeah. What was it like experiencing an NHL game at Mullet Arena? It was like experiencing a pretty loud Kraken game. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, it was really, really cool. It was very similar to Acrisure Arena going to the Firebirds game just because it is this intimate setting where there's just going to be you know, 
few dozen, few thousand fans, I should say. Um, but it's it's really nice. Everybody's got a great seat. You're right up on the action. It's it's kind of trippy that you're watching NHL hockey, but everybody's that close. Everybody's that engaged in the game. Um, it's a loud arena, but boy, the fans, the Kraken fans that traveled for this one, the Kraken fans based out of here in Arizona. It was it was so so cool hearing all those let's go Kraken chants. It was it was fantastic. If you had to put a number on it, Dylan, what's what's the balance? Do you say Kraken fans to Coyotes fans? It was it was about 50-50. Maybe like if you're just talking jerseys, definitely more yeah. Kraken jerseys. But I think it was probably 50-50. But I'm telling you, the Kraken fans brought the noise to this one. I, I heard you guys could hear it all on the on the broadcast. I'm oh, yeah. sure you could. It was super loud here, especially the grooves. That was my favorite part. Just every t- every big time save that Gru had, and he had several. Uh, just the just the chorus of Gru's. It was it was really really cool. It was it was a really really fun experience. Definitely awesome. And then I, I gotta ask, Edzo was saying that um, there's just food everywhere, left and right. There's always lots of food to get. Is that just kind of his eyes focusing in on things, or is that true? No, that's pretty true. So it's it's kind of got like the, you know four corners. And all four corners have a place to grab some food. And then in between there, there's a couple spots as well. There's like a lounge over there on that side, uh, that kind of thing. Um, maybe not as many spots as like you could buy a drink at Aquashore maybe, but uh, they, they definitely do squeeze in a lot of concessions here. Yeah, well, that that's good to hear. Okay, so on to the game. Um, yeah. Or I guess let, let's talk about the reaction of the game, you know, from the players, from the coaches. You got to go down to the room, hear from them after the game. I mean, let's let's start with, let's see, you got to hear from Jared McCann, 40 goal scorer yeah. Jared McCann. What did he have to say about that milestone? I know he's not a big numbers guy, but but now that he's actually hit the big 40, did he give it some acknowledgement? Boy, is he not a big numbers guy. Like he acknowledged it. He did. But I, I think the fact that the team got to 100 points meant more to him. And, and that's just the sense that I think we all walked away with after talking with him. Uh, it was just one of those like, you know, yeah, it means a lot, especially the journey he's been on all the, you know, the, the usual stuff. But otherwise, I mean, he's just he's doing his thing and, and his thing is scoring goals this season. Yeah, I mean, can't argue with that <laughs> as long as he keeps doing it. So I think you also got to hear from Justin Schultz. Is that correct? Yes. yes all right. Definitely. Justin Schultz coming up with the big goal on the breakaway. I mean, May I ask, what was going through his mind? What was his thought process? I'm sure he took you guys through that goal. He took us through it a little bit. I mean, he was just talking about, you know, getting the puck in that situation, puts him in a a spot to kind of have have that opportunity and chance and, you know, wasn't totally thinking about the Lars comparisons entirely. Um, But, yeah, he just – it was just a, a great play and he just had a lot of fun doing it. Not okay, so he didn't have Larson from the back end, you know. Thank you for thank you for checking in on that because I was wondering if he was thinking about Lars uh, during that. So um, that's that's good to hear. Um, real quick before we get into Hackstall's takeaways, uh, we got a super chat here from Sean. Uh, pad that travel budget. These ECH road shows are fun. Thank you, Sean. I mean, hey, that that money helps with this. That's like again, this is your support is is what makes us able to do this stuff and, and have the budget to go on the road sometimes uh, and bring this awesome coverage because man i love having you there at mullet arena dylan it just looks so cool behind you it is it is i'm still blown away that nhl hockey takes place in a place like this it's a fantastic arena asu is so lucky they're so lucky to have this facility i mean i gotta think this facility rivals a lot of the stuff up north from the more traditional hockey markets the traditional college powerhouses but this is a really really nice arena it's a great atmosphere um, you know, good on all the, all, I will give the, the Coyotes fans credit to the pack this arena all year long. Uh, I was talking with some of the ushers and stuff before the game. Sounds like a lot of games are like this one where, you know, Coyotes are kind of the away team. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a, kind of the way it is for them, but, uh, it's, it's really, really cool. And I got to think the players enjoy it too. They, they talked about, you know, you can hear the noise and all that energy because everybody does feel that extra, you know, in the game. Uh, just from that intimate atmosphere. And I think it's a big, big deal for them as well. Could you hear a lot of noise from, from the ice, the kind of player noise, you know, all that kind of stuff? Interestingly enough, not really. Uh, it was kind of, I was surprised by that. Uh, you probably heard more of it on the broadcast than we did. Uh, but part of that is it's a, it's a loud arena. The pump the music through here loud. And, and the, the crowds, both, both sides of it, were really, really on it all night long, kind of trying to outdo each other, trying to battle back and forth. So 
it was there was a lot of crowd noise in this one. Um, but yeah, no, it's surprisingly not really. Interesting. All right, we got another super chat in here from Sergeant Pickles. Uh, we are still streaking, but now with mullets. Thoughts on my fan submitted ECH playoff get psyched mix. What do you think of that one? Did you see that? I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Okay, Where so that that's on Twitter. Um, Sergeant uh, Sergeant Pickles threw that at us on Twitter, and I'm trying to pull oh. this up here because I did see it during the game, and uh, I was I was hoping you'd see. It. I was Let's I was see. probably wandering around trying to trying to find the um, the the visitors' locker room that's you know not like in the building. <laughs> oh, that's right. Did you have to Did you have to leave the building? Where'd you go? Yeah, kind of. Do you like kind of walk outside? They kind of set up through uh, like a little tunnel thing, almost like a little terminal uh, to kind of guide you to the right building. Now the building is right next door. It's not like a big deal. But yes, there's uh, several times like like walking in, got, I had to go through the, the loading bay and then back through the back side of the loading bay, which leads to outside and then back in through another side door. And that was like the experience of getting in here and then, you know, sit up at the top of section 113. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you knew it'd be an adventure, I'm sure. Um, all right, so I found the tweet here. Sergeant Pickles, I just had an epiphany. You guys should make an ECH Kraken Playoffs 23 Get Psyched Mix with songs submitted by fans. Here is my humble contribution, and it is uh, Bleed American by Jimmy Eat World. Yes, let's go. Let's go, Sergeant Pickles. You know exactly how to get me. I am a 1,000% on board with this idea. We, will def we definitely got to make this happen, RJ. Yeah, I, I'll leave you in charge of most of it because I, I'm not a very good music guy. You'll know all the right jams to have on there. Um, so, but yeah, I, I trust the community and I, I trust you to curate it. All right, we got a super chat here from Jeremiah. Uh, thank you, Jeremiah. Great to see you here in chat. I second that Emerald City Hockey. I second that Emerald City Hockey. I myself just made the trip to Tampa for the Frozen Four and I'm nice. sticking around for the first round of the playoffs. Keep up the good work. Honestly, hope the Yotes can stay in Arizona. I mean, wow, that's that. where to start. I mean, trip yeah, yeah. to Tampa for the Frozen Four. You saw a yeah. really good finish. Yes, uh, that's for sure. Um, and sticking around for the first round of the playoffs, you're going to see a really good series. Yeah. Um, and I mean, depending if, you know, how much you travel around in Florida, I don't know if you rented a car or what, you could maybe see parts of two series, uh, depending on how the Panthers do. Um, but yeah, that is awesome for you. Can't wait to hear how that all goes and, and, and see the cool stuff that you're going to see. Um, and honestly hope the Yotes can stay in Arizona. I mean, Dylan, where are you? We've, we've talked about the Coyotes, you know, kind of being a joke of a franchise in a lot of different ways. H has your mind changed at all about the Coyotes situation? after going to this game tonight a little bit yeah like it, it really has and it's it, look it's one of those like if you can get uh the ownership group uh, or the right ownership group right and you can figure out the arena situation because as amazing as this is and i would want it to stay this way i don't <laughs> know that that's the, in the best financial interest of the team um i i don't know if you can make it happen then make it happen but the bottom line is you kind of had like what two decades to make it happen and you ha they haven't uh yeah. and that's where uh, something like a houston just it's there and and you gotta think and you know it's gonna work. work yeah yeah exactly all right so a shoe shine uh, with a super chat here with a contribution to the playlist blood water must be on the playlist yes you got yeah. the blood in the water yeah uh, that would set the theme really well definitely um, definitely like it like it yep all right, so <laughs> thank you for everyone sends super chats here. Yes. I, I've been leaving Dylan waiting on the Hackstall comments for a while now. But real quick, Dylan, anything of note from Dave Hackstall on this one? So there was a lot of ASU um, like student media covering oh, the that's game cool. here, which was really, really cool. I thought that was a lot of fun. And so they were definitely all on board here to cover Joey Decor for, for yeah. obvious reasons. And so they were definitely excited to, to talk with him about that, uh, asking him obviously about, you know, getting him in here and he said look in in a perfect world another time another place you'd, you'd like him to start this game but given where the kraken are in the standings given where they are at the time of year and everything that just it just didn't line up right um talked about he didn't really get he didn't talk to joey at all until morning skate today until he was on the ice uh just because <laughs> of the quick call up and, and all of that kind of situation um but he just talked about you know what an incredible season he's been having at the ahl level the, the fact that he's come in and he's won really big games. He highlighted that Calgary win way back at the beginning, you know, towards the beginning of the season. 
um, just talking about how dependable he is and, and he is the guy like whenever they need him. And, and usually when they need him, it, it's, it's a pseudo emergency situation. He is there and he will backstop this Kraken team and he's going to give them a chance to win each and every time he does that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's good praise for Joey Decord uh, from Haxtell. And did he mention, did he talk about specifically putting him in in that last minute or the decision to do it? He did not say if that was premeditated or not. He did not give any sort of like, you know, clue even about how that situation came to be other than it was nice to get him in there, even though he wasn't really playing in this building, but get him in there in front of the Arizona fans. That's That's oh. kind of all he said about it. That that sounds like a hackstall answer at this yeah. time of year, um, and I you know I was wondering about that because the rough stuff from the Coyotes right beforehand, and then Hackstall decides to put him in. There's been recent conversations, you know, particularly with Toronto about maybe putting the goalie in at the end there, and some yeah. people think that's disrespectful. And and I thought maybe those two things might be connected, but you know what? We'll, we'll never know. It sounds like. Uh, yeah, no, and I got to think that this is such a unique situation, right? that even the Coyotes have to understand the fact that, I mean, you are playing in, you know, I don't know if you could read it back there, but it says fear the fort, right? Like I'm yeah. staring at sun devils uh, iconography here. Like this is, this is an ASU building. And the fact that he is, you know, what the most notable alumni to be playing at the NHL level, like you got to get him in that building. If you can, I got to think both teams are on board with that. Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, well, the Coyotes just seem angry at everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm. <laughs> we talked about this last time. I gave the reasons why they would be. I, I'm to be perfectly honest. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't see more, like, like, or, or especially after the boarding hit from uh, Justin Schultz, right? Like, I thought that was going to be something that would really kick things off, and it, it just kind of didn't. So the fact that we basically had to wait until the final minute for anything like yeah, that and, and... kind of surprised me. Yeah, and looking at Schmaltz on the bench, though, it almost looked like he realized that maybe it kind of turned into it a little bit or there wasn't a huge shove. Um, we, we talked about that a little bit, too, where I, I don't think it, there was really intent there from Schultz. Um, yeah. Just because, I mean, he was the victim of, of a very bad boarding call earlier well, this yeah. season. You know, yeah. he wasn't trying to do that to somebody else. And and maybe I'm being a little contrarian now because I did see the comment in chat from Burnt Krem. RJ, have some unique opinions, please. It is all yes, yes, yes. I agree. So... Working on it. Calling you working. out, RJ. Damn, I know that. That's rough. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I, I promise I have my own opinion. Sometimes it takes Dylan to bring them out of me because Dylan will say something like, "No, that's not right. Come on." Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sure. Well, in the meantime, we got a couple more super chats. This is awesome. First Thank one from so Becca. Thank you, Becca. All right. Question: Were the Kraken fans in the arena mostly local or from out of town? Also, is Dylan growing a playoff beard? I'll let you handle both of those questions still. I mean, if, if I am growing a playoff period, I guess I started before the crack and even, you know, played their first game. Um, <laughs> I, I could probably, I could try to let it grow out for the playoffs if everybody wants. Um, but I did trim it two days ago. So it's, it's still the same levels that it's at. Um, as for the most of the fans, you know, most of the fans that um, hung out and did the like ECH meetup during the first intermission, most of them local to Arizona here. Uh, a lot of people that moved down recently was kind of the common thread last five years or so a lot of people moving from the pacific northwest down here to arizona uh so a lot of them were were locals but there was you know there was a decent amount of people here just overhearing conversations as everybody's standing right behind you or right in front of you as you're in your press area which was just a, a thin velvet rope about a foot behind me uh at the bar there at the top of a section um, there was a lot of people who did make this trip down because of the unique, the unique setting. The fact mm. that for, you know, my mom decided yesterday to, to come out with me. She bought a ticket last oh, night. Oh, she did? Was, yeah, because it was so cheap. So she was just like, do you mind? I'm like, of course not. So my mom ended up coming out. But the fact that you can be sitting, you know, four or five rows up uh, for under $100 here and see the Kraken in this situation, I mean, that's such a unique thing that I think a lot of people wanted to go ahead and make that trip out. Yeah, how cheap were the tickets at the end of the day, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, she picked one up yesterday for $66. Wow, that's that's really not bad. Okay, maybe I need to get out there for a game one way or the other. Yeah. Um, no, that sounds like cool. a great experience. You got one left, RJ. Okay. That <laughs> you got it on Thursday, that's it. I know. 
All right, we got another super chat. Man, the super chats keep piling up. This is great. From Ty, I got to get through them though. Uh, hockey pump all hockey pump up always has machine head by Bush. It's so 90s rink hype. I bump it on the regular during a skate. Get trunks in on it. Oh, you think we could do that? You think we could get oh, trunks in on it? Oh, for sure. For sure. Tr I'm telling you, trunks listens to suggestions too. If you know, if I give him a suggestion, he'd totally do it. And hey, even like just fans, if you're if you're listening to this, tweet at him. Like if you're if you're going to game stuff, tweet at him. He will play it. Like you know, if, if as long as it's you know something somewhat appropriate, you know, he, he'll play it. He loves getting the fan input. He loves involving the fans. And DJ Trunks is awesome. Even though he may have eaten all the gummy bears a couple games ago, I still haven't confirmed. He's he's great. <laughs> oh, um, love it, love it. And another super chat here from uh, Rayan, Kraken playoff travel fund. Awesome, thank you, Rayan. Thank this you is so great. Much. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll have to see what the destination yeah. is. I have, I, I know, I have no idea. I mean, if it's, yeah, I have, I have no idea. I've got some extended family in Vegas. I could probably couch surf if needed. Uh, yep. I've got some family. Uh, should I just stick around if it's balance. Vegas? I mean, should I just not leave? Yeah, go for it. And then I'll head up to Seattle. I'll stay at your apartment. That'll be fine. That works. And yeah. uh, we'll just throw we'll throw everybody for a loop up there at CPA. I know no one's gonna know what the heck is going on. To make the playoffs, I kick RJ out. <laughs> hey, you know what? You do always seem to get the best games, so it would be fitting. Um, that'd be great. But thank you, uh, thank you, Rian, for contributing Definitely. to the playoff travel fund. I mean, it, it helps us so much. Try and do as much as we can. Uh, you know, we we love uh, trying to figure out the limits of of what we can do coverage wise. Yes. Um, another super chat here from Jeremiah at ECH. If you make the trip to Arizona. I will join you guys from Alaska if you are down. I'm here. Where are Dylan's you? Dylan's there. <laughs> Where are you, Jeremiah? No, uh, yes. I Look, I'm already, I really liked it out here. I know it was 98 degrees outside and everything, but I am a desert person. I just think I am. Well, desert and beach. I know it's like the opposites of each other. But I actually really dug it out here. I want to try to get back out here over the offseason maybe when I can spend more than like 24 hours. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that'd be nice, and it's good that it's in in driving distance for you. You can make it out there, yeah. desert and beach guy. I'm trying to think. You would be at home in Namibia. I just, yeah, there we go. Yes, it's desert, 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 and then beach immediately. So yep, there you go. It. Go to Namibia sometime. You'd love it. I'm the opposite of Anakin Skywalker. I love sand. I guess. <laughs> I guess so. And then a super chat here from Burnt Krem. Remember, RJ, we are thankful for you. Yeah, I disagree. I don't think. <laughs> I got my own opinion now on the that. Time. He comes in with the dissenting opinions. <laughs> but thank you, thank you for the, for the super chat, Bert Crab. I I appreciate it. Um, it, was, it was fantastic, and I want to give a shout out to everybody who did join the ECH meetup or stopped and said hi as they were walking by me at the top of the section. There, it was really really cool to meet everybody. I said it in the tweet. Like it was, it's nice when I'm able to escape my cave, right, and go to a game. But it's it's even better when I get to you know share that experience. Uh, meeting members of the community so there was a, there was a ton of people i won't i won't sit here and list everybody off but uh if if you're, any of you are listening i just wanted to say it was a pleasure to meet all of you and i had a great time yeah and i'm so glad you got to do that i just smile lit up my face when i saw that picture of, of you and some members of the community there uh, at first intermission yeah. i'm so and glad that worked out two maddie for calder shirts in love the it arena. let's go part of the like at the meetup like they were just like out walking around that i love incredible. that i absolutely I, like, loved it and, and i'll see that sometimes around climate pledge too people walk around with their ech merch love it love it love it but especially out in arizona that's even a, a level that's cooler like one per 1500 people were wearing a maddie mcgalder shirt <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh man good, that's a pretty good ratio for any sort of non-jersey uh merchandise i feel Oh yeah, that's you'll take that for sure. All right, comment co another cool comment here from David. Um, so the guy that owns Queen Anne Beer Hall was sitting next to us behind the Kraken bench, threw in a mention of the ECH sponsorship. Awesome! Oh, that's awesome! I know, that's right over there. <laughs> that's really cool. Love to see that. Definitely. Oh, I get to do it this time. It's right down there. Yeah, right there. Oh no, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's right there. Till it's turn. Um, yes, definitely. Which, oh, by man, the way, the one one thing that is difficult to come by down here, alcohol. There's only like one really? place in this whole thing that was selling it, so everybody was like trying to figure out where it was. They could use a Queen Anne beer hall. Is all I'm saying. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what? Everybody maybe maybe that's what they're doing, scouting a new location. <laughs> they are, yeah. And you know what? They are getting a new location later this year. Uh, I believe up in Kirkland, so they'll they'll have a whole second location. Everyone, make sure to check that out once it's open. I'm sure we'll we'll do plenty of announcements and stuff for their grand opening. Um, so so keep an eye out for that. Um, man, I am okay. So I'm here at the bottom of chat. I like there probably 75 percent of chat. I have not had the chance to get to. There is so much. We got 130 people in here still. That oh, is amazing. Fantastic. I mean, well, I'm I sorry. Like. Yeah, go yeah ahead. no, I was just gonna say, like, how much how much of the game was talked about? I mean, how how about the the fact that the Kraken made it to a hundred points? I mean, I'm sure all of this was covered, but like, yeah, wow. the big milestones were covered. Yeah, the hundred points, uh, the forty goals for for Jared McCann, uh, the nice moment Joey coming in, um, and, and York, uh, this this huh, York Strand getting the goal yes. too. Yeah, that, that was, was covered great. too on that his was birthday. Like, Right, I had the same exact angle as he did. Like he was just directly in front of me. I saw that opening happen as it was happening, and I I could just tell from behind his eyes were like exploding, and seeing that seeing seeing the opening that he was able to get it through. It was it was pretty funny. Yeah, no, that it's cool to have a, a line on a goal where you're just kind of lined up exactly with where it goes. Um, where what was I getting at? There was another thing that we talked about. Oh yeah, the season sweep of the Coyotes and how it wasn't even close. Yeah, um, no, I mean, what is that final goal differential even? Uh, they were what? Oh, someone it put was, it in chat. It was, someone put it, it was, in chat. It was here. What was it? Uh, it was eight and then five, so it was, what, 13 and now four. I even so read it too. Seven, I not what, 17 and four? Maybe? Yeah. Where Something was this? Like like, there is there is so much in chat here. I love it. I, so much that I can't even find the goal differential. <laughs> I am sorry. They went but, eight uh, five four, right? The Kraken goals. So that would be thirteen. Yeah, no, that would be seventeen. Excuse Wait. me. So it'd be 17. no, no. In my own opinion, it's seventeen. Yeah. It's not thirteen. <laughs> I, I teed you up, RJ. I gave it to you on a silver platter. You still just couldn't do it. Uh, so it'd be seventeen, and then I forget how many of the Coyotes scored in those first two. But I think it's I think it would be four, like like seventeen and four. 17 so it's one Bryce is saying 16 and four okay 16 and four there we go oh cool you can you can see chat here Bryce 16 and four so that would be a goal differential of 12 as usual as we're fumbling around with the math uh chat's got us covered you know no no problem there that's why everyone's Um, here right Yeah, Donnie, RJ, it's good practice for you to try and keep up with the chat. You're doing fine, man. Dylan, every time that I, I have to do this solo for a bit, I have so much respect for how you keep up with chat. Um, it, it's a skill that that I uh, need to practice a little bit more, I guess. Yeah, it's it's just it's one of those things. I don't know. It's just you need reps. It's the only way to yeah. describe it. It's just like me here, like the first like ten minutes of the game, I'm just like, oh, I'm like watching in person again. I got to like right. retrain my brain for this. Not used to it. <laughs> it's a little different when we, when we switch up the roles every now and then. Got yeah, a super chat sure. here from Pete. Uh, thank you so much, Pete. Um, yeah, no, no text with it here, but thank you. Thank you for the super chat, Pete. Really appreciate it. Um, all right, Rebecca, breaking some news here. Looks like Canner with the Davy Jones hat. I guess okay. I should have asked you right off the bat if you knew who got it. Nope, did not know who got it. Uh, like, just it's a weird situation getting into the locker room and everything here. Uh, lots of standing out outside in the hot night, <laughs> hot Arizona night. Um, uh, yeah, so did not know that, but I mean, well deserved. How how could he not, right? Yeah, he, he 40, forty goals, like big milestone. I mean, you know they're going to want to celebrate that. I don't think we we talked enough about the fact that he was never a thirty goal scorer before. You know what I mean? Like, and then just jumped to forty. Right. What was his previous career high? It wasn't it. Um, let me see. Last have, year. Yeah. And it was what twenty-seven, right? Yeah, it was twenty-seven. Uh, yeah, twenty-seven. Year. Previous high was fourteen. So in three years, in two years, he's gone from fourteen to thir- to forty. Like that's incredible. That's not normal. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel I, whenever like whenever you see a. It's a great thing whenever you see a player that clearly has like the talent and potential. Like, look, Jerry McCann was a first round pick. Like, mm-hmm. they they knew the potential was there. When right. you see a player finally figure it out and reach that potential, it's it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to see. Like, I think we're seeing that with Daniel Sprong this year too. Kind of putting it all together and figuring a lot of his game out. Right. Um, it's it's just fun to watch. No, it really is, and it just, I mean, it speaks volumes. I mean, we're seeing it with Vince Dunn. 
right? I mean, these are players that not only are they given the opportunity, like they were given this opportunity last season too, but there is something about this squad this year, whether it's the makeup of the team itself, whether it's the coaching, whether it's just the fact that everybody's been around each other for a year and the chemistry is finally coming together. But I mean, you are seeing guys just come out and be brand new players. And this is something I'd looked into because people had brought it up on the Discord, kind of like, what are the, what's, what's like the, the comparison for what Vince Dunn has done this season, right? And, and could that be a model for, say, a Ty Nelson or something, right? And I've been looking it up because I wanted to, you know, either do a video on it or have it for off-season podcast stuff that we can talk about. There kind of isn't one, right? There's, there's, there isn't really a, a, a comparable person who's come in at 26 years old, put up the points that he's put up, munched the minutes he's munched, but also things like takeaways have just spiked completely for him. Uh, he's playing more physically, and that's the thing that you don't normally see. You can sometimes see a, a defensive number jump up a little bit later on in someone's career or an offensive number, but for both of them to happen at the same time for him is really intriguing to me, and I'm, I, you know, I'm trying to like process it and, and come to, you know, find somebody else. The closest comp I can find is Roman Yossi, but even that is, it, it's a little bit of a stretch. So that's like sneak peek for the offseason, everybody. But I, I feel like it's the same thing with McCann. He's had mm -hmm. opportunities before. He's had opportunities here last season. We saw some success. But to see it explode the way it has this year at his age, it's just not something we're used to seeing. And so I do think there's a little bit of like Seattle Kraken magic going on um, with this club in year two. And I mean, I, I just can't wait to see it all come together in the in the postseason as well. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm trying to think of a comp for McCann. I mean, I know the Golden Knights had some career years in their first yeah, season. Right. Around. Like like William Carl, yeah. big one goal scoring wise, which was probably, I think, a more dramatic increase just because of how few goals he had ever scored beforehand. <laughs> um, but it, it is really special when that happens. Right. And McCann um, did talk today about the fact that he's also got to you know, work on special teams, but both sides of the special teams, not just getting that power play time, but getting the PK time and how that kind of does help him, you know, sort of get into the game a little bit more or, or kind of um, think about it in a slightly different way. But by getting those chances, by getting that trust from the coaching staff, it has changed his kind of overall outlook and feel. And the bottom line is it's working. So, I mean, big, big penalty, throw McCann out there. It's also nice to see Maddie gets you know forty eight seconds of, of some shorthanded ice time in this one too. Get him ready for the playoffs just in case something happens, because you know he'll never be the one in the box. No, never exactly. He's, and I love the Kraken tweeting out um, the the stats this season from him. You know, as as the highest scoring player with two or fewer penalty minutes, like all the all the Lady Bing type stats, the Kraken were able to list out. So I think that he was the would be the fourth player in NHL history to score that many points and only take one, yeah. you know, only two penalty minutes if he's able to finish the season without taking one. I mean, it's really impressive stuff. Yeah. I mean, good on everybody who was in the building when he took it, that one penalty, because like, if you have a ticket stub for that or screenshot your Ticketmaster app, because that is something no one else is ever going to see. It's the bottom line. You saw a very, one of the most unique things, if not the most unique thing about the Seattle Kraken this season, you got to see the one penalty he took. But yeah, it's incredible the season he's putting together. We talk about the points. We talk about him in the Calder race. But I mean, that is, he's, he's making one of, if not the most legitimate cases for the Lady Bing in the NHL right now. And I, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see if he gets any down-ballot votes, if he gets some up-ballot votes. Like, it's going to be really interesting to see if people kind of pay attention to the rookie or if they just kind of go, no, this is a, this is a reward for, for the vets who have kind of paid their dues a little bit more. Right. If you just remove the names from it and you just kind of showed the numbers on things like that, you, you wonder how many votes he'd get and, and what kind of position he'd be in. Um, and let's see. And so I, I love Lindsay pointing out down here that uh, like uh, McCann has the same amount of goals as Austin Matthews. And of course, go with the whole Leafs. They protected him. Should they not? How does this affect the Leafs? I've been seeing a lot of that from Toronto media. And it's like, I mean, why weren't you asking that the question at the expansion draft? Why are you waiting until he gets up to 40 goals two years later? Like, come on. Uh, I mean, we were questioning that one at the time. Yeah, it, it didn't really make sense, the timing of all of that, right? Like them trading for him, bringing him in, and then just leaving him unprotected, losing him for nothing. Like, what was the – I still to this day don't understand the purpose 
of what the Leafs did there. I guess they just really thought they could dangle Kerfoot out there and it would work. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a big big L for uh, for for the Leafs on that one. Yeah. All right. So real quick, Donnie asking, uh, what is the Lady Bing again, please? Um, so the Lady Bing is one of the end of season awards. It's the Lady Bing Memorial Trophy. Um, and it's presented to the player. And I pulled up the quote, a judge to have exhibited the best type of sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct combined with a high standard of playing ability. So sportsmanship, gentlemanly conduct, good play on the ice. Um, those things all combined. And, and Maddie Beneers has high measures of all three. Definitely. All day long. Uh, I see the thing from Hockey Mom ECH meetup at game tomorrow in Las Vegas. I mean, I know some people have already said they're going to that game in Vegas, including Gregory. And I don't know if Gregory's watching right now, but I do. Hey, the crack and win every time, baby. I needed that too. I didn't have barely had any water during the game. That that was really good. I'm gonna chug that as soon as we're done. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the stuff right there yeah stay hydrated in the desert i was given the reminder earlier in the stream making sure i have my water uh you gotta stay hydrated it'll sneak up on you yeah but i had to make sure i, I packed a lemon lime gatorade because i knew the kraken were gonna win tonight and i wanted to be able to do that on stream sorry for holding it to the very end everybody all good a question here from jessica do they dismantle that arena every night it's awfully loud behind dylan we had some comments in here earlier about it, it sounds like the janders are folding up the chairs and everything oh that's a good shot of the arena yeah i don't um, know who it is but there's a bunch of people out here in like shorts and t-shirts playing hockey and right that's amazing i like want to go down there and join them i don't know if maybe it's did AFC you bring your skates and stick dylan I did not. I finally, I had my skates in the trunk of my car for about three years. And I finally took them out not that long ago because I was worried about them just, they're never going to fit my foot again after being heated up in the trunk over and over and over. Um, but yes, of course, the one time I take a road trip without my skates, Mullet Arena right there. Yep, of course. That's why I always bring my skates. Always, always, always. Yep. You never know. It's an e-bug. Maybe they need an emergency skater one time. And it's you. You never know. Exactly. You know, I'll just take anybody's stick. It's fine. Give me like a Lexiac stick. It'll be taller than me. We'll see how I can do with that. It'll be it'll be a, a bundle of laughs. I would pay to see that. Um, Shoe Shine with a super chat in here. The point was to dangle McCann and save Kerfoot. And I believe that was the point. Well, you know what? Dubas, mission accomplished. <laughs> yep. Go you saved it. Kerfoot. How's that working for you? It's working great I think for I remember us, so watching the video. There was a behind the scenes video of him that was released, like of him making the trade and kind of engineering it all at the time. And I remember him saying something to the effect of like, this is great. Like, we'll, you know, kind of dangle these two guys out. They can only take one and we're just fine with, with whichever one they leave. Oh, yeah, totally. No, same thing. They have a can, Kerfoot, same thing. Yeah. I see Rebecca hockey in short. Sounds like the most Arizona post game vibe possible. I'm telling you. I could have walked into this place and, and like been professional and covered it wearing my tank top and shorts from earlier. I absolutely would have. And you know what? I think it would have been fine in this arena. To be perfectly honest. Totally. I got, I got the tank top under here. I made sure to wear a quarter zip so I could do the V uh, just in case Lars scored for me mm -hmm. or anything. But yeah, I, I mean, walking out to the, to the car, it's still like 85 out there. So I can just, that's that's some classic Dylan style covering a hockey game in a pink tank top. Got to get that moon tan going, you know. That's why you need the tank top at night. It's a thing. Look it up. I mean, I don't know. All right, don't I, look I will it up. look I that up that... and see if I have my own opinion on that, or if I will just blindly agree. I heard <laughs> that from someone on my college campus once. You seemed pretty cool, so I just repeat it now. There you go. And a super chat here from Schultz. I got first star. Oh, right, the other Schultz. <laughs> yeah definitely hey first star here why not yeah there you go for first star in the chat um for for having the same name i think with an e at the end as the as the first star in the game um let's see um and michael i'm i'm at the bottom of chat here i'm sorry if i like i've, I've skipped over a few there's there's so many you can throw them in the bottom of chat now too if you're if you're uh stick around and you had something that i skipped uh michael seattle's seattle jared's kelnick and mccann reminding everyone that if you can be patient with a player wonderful and magical things can happen exactly that's that's the bottom line i mean the kraken are really proven that right now um i mean we talked about obviously mccann we talked about dunn but i mean donato um daniel sprung <clears throat> uh it's a, it's a pretty big one right there too uh i'm telling you there is something about this team 
it's not really the team of second chances. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know that they want that idea. Um, but it, there is something about everybody is, is kind of finally finding their place and finding their home. And I think that just adds to what we all love about it, why we've all been so passionate, following, covering, rooting for them, all of it. It's, it, I mean, that's an incredible um, journey to watch. It's something that, you know, there's been a million movies about. And here it is for these real human beings um, that we get to watch hockey each and every night. And, and we get to see that for them. And it's, it's really, really incredible. Yeah, it's Seattle. It's a place where people can find a home and find opportunity. And, and I, I love how supportive the fans are of, of everybody in that yeah. situation. Becca in chat with, with the Ellie talking about Tolvanen, uh, yes. Donnie Sprong for Dylan, especially, um, yes. you know, Sarah mentioning Canner. It's it's all great. Everyone's got got their people they support and, and just everybody. The fans just rally around guys. And yeah. um, that was one of the first things that I thought of and that I even mentioned to Shane Wright this before this season with the whole draft thing. And I know, you know, you kind of felt unwanted at that point. And I'm like, you know, this is, this is the best place you could have come because oh, yeah. everybody is going to rally behind you. You will feel wanted here. Yep. Um, and that's certainly been the case. Um, I, I can't wait till he, uh, till he gets to Seattle. No, it's going to be, Again. it's going to be absolutely huge. And then who knows what, what is this, what is this upcoming first round going to be, bring for the Kraken? They held on to their first round pick at the at the trade deadline. Uh, so whatever happens with the prospect there then might set the tone for the whole season, just like Shane Wright did um, with the Kraken this year. This idea of kind of coming to Seattle and it being the place where you, you kind of find your spot and you land in it uh, after, you know, some other teams, the idea of them maybe not wanting you. I, I think you're totally onto something there, RJ. Yeah. And so we have a question in here uh, from uh, Blueberry Fire. Who's your guy? Guy's favorite player, and uh, Chad has already answered this one for you, Dylan, <laughs> with with the Adam Larson. Do, do, do Adam uh, Larson, do, do, do best defenseman. <laughs> so yeah, that is clearly the answer for Dylan. Um, as for me, it's it's so tough to pick, especially again you know, covering the team as close as I do, and getting to talk to them regularly, and like again, there's a certain like kind of professional distance you have to keep also it's it's hard to pick a favorite Dylan. i see you rolling your eyes at me and giving me that look it's, it's hard for me to pick a favorite it really is and like they're i don't know they're each good with different things and and Dylan, the close thing i can compare it to was remember when we were coaching squirt hockey together we each coached yeah. our own teams and yeah like i couldn't pick a favorite player out of that team because they they all had something really cool and special about them and that's like you know at the end of your speech i, I couldn't pick a favorite player like, cause they, they, I don't know, they all had their own part and it feels kind of similar to that, I guess I could go, yeah. like, if I put myself back in fan mode, you know, like it, you know, if I was just like thinking about it from did that, it's, it's Jordan Eberle. We all know. No, it, it's not that actually that's what oh, the media okay. stuff. No. Cause like the media stuff helps him the most there. Cause he's, he's all, always great with us as media gives us awesome answers, always willing to talk. Like that's why I'm on the Eberly for captain train. If they were to pick mm -hmm. one that wasn't Maddie. Um, so yeah, no, there's that. But I think as a fan, it would either, it would have been Yanni Gord to start yeah. with everything. I mean, there's, you know, I have the Yanni Gord. It's the one Kraken Jersey I have in the closet. It's the Yanni yeah. Gord Jersey. We let the community pick it, but I certainly wasn't against that pick. No, no. and then as things have gone along I, I think maybe jared mccann if you look at the template of players i've liked like logan couture was my my favorite player growing up mm -hmm. and mccann seems the most logan couture like to me yeah i would agree with that i would definitely agree with that someone who's super locked in he's a gamer he doesn't doesn't care about that 40 goal number he wants a stanley cup he realizes that your career is short you only get so many shots at this he's just focused on the team's success like but he'll go out there and score a big goal when you need it i, I think yeah. you know maybe mccann would be it yeah and can we get back to the idea blueberry fire what an incredible name just say i know that's that is a great name that is a great name i saw that in chat i'm like name. okay I'm, I'm reading this question. Edward teasing RJ with a strong opinion on the favorite player question. <laughs> I, I did, I did dance around it uh, for, for a while there, but you literally pulled I... the, well, you can't expect me to choose my favorite child argument out, RJ. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I, I there you go. Gord or McCann. I, I know I didn't narrow it down to one, but um, there, there's two for you. <laughs> I think now, now it would be, it would have started as Gordon. It would be McCann yeah. now. Striatic. What? Wait, it's not Martin Jones. Ask me in 2016 and it's Martin Jones. 
yes, definitely. Ask me uh, at the end of June in 2016, and I'll tell you it's also Martin Jones. <laughs> Good one there, Dylan. All right, we got one one for you, Dylan. Here, we're already over the hour and four minute mark, so I know we yeah, got to close this up. Um, but uh, thanks to every, we still got 117 in chat. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I could just keep doing this forever, but we, we got to wrap things up. But I, I will throw this to you from, from Brittany. Dylan, my boyfriend and I met your mom tonight. She's awesome. Well, I know I got to suppose have my own opinions there. I can only wholeheartedly agree with that opinion. Dylan's mom is awesome, but go ahead, Dylan. Tell, tell him how awesome your mom is. She's really, really cool. She's really, really great. She's wonderful. She's nice. All of this good stuff. But also, none of you are going to have to sit in the car tomorrow for five and a half hours with her just being like, why didn't you bring stickers? Why didn't you have RJ send you more stickers? I could have handed out a thousand stickers to them. Because <laughs> I've already started getting a little bit of that. And the bottom line is she's right. So I can't even say anything back. That's the worst part of it. Um, <laughs> but yes, so oh, it's been awesome supporting us on this on this whole journey. Uh, coming with me tonight. Yeah, she she's making friends with all the Kraken fans outside before they went in. She got some incredible footage from that, like them all shouting, let's go Kraken, as they're like being filed into the arena that we'll be able to throw up on the deep dive this next week when I kind of do like a recap from our road trip. Because uh, I can't wait to hear about Vegas, too, with you tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really, really awesome having her come out for this one. Well, can't wait to see that that footage. And we hear from Dexter. She was so nice. Great to meet both of you. Yeah, it's um, good to meet you, too, Dexter. Cool. So it sounds like you're in for a fun car ride tomorrow, uh, but you're going to need to sleep up for that. So <laughs> I will let you get going. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for one of the best ECH postgame <laughs> lives I can remember. This was so, so fun. Um, yeah, just had an absolutely great time. Hope everyone did there in chat. Thank you for everyone uh, you know, who contributed to the chat, who left Super Chats, who joined us tonight. And a final thank you uh, to our sponsor, Queen Anne Beer Hall. Dylan, do the thing. Right there, there it is. There. there it is. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And we will see you tomorrow night. It'll be flipped. Dylan will be in the studio. I will be in Vegas. Looking forward to it. See you all then.